you've got to believe on your instinct. It's your instinct, your self-belief, and just be happy and kind to other people. If you you walk along anywhere on the road and you meet someone and you think, God, they look a bit grumpy, you just smile at them. Nobody can resist a smile. Welcome to Conversations in Confidence, a podcast by It Cosmetics UK. I'm your host, Rose Gallagher, the UK and Ireland brand ambassador, and each week I'm going to talk to some of our friends from the industry about their own confidence journey. This week, Anna and Lucia Whitehouse, aka Mother Pucker and Grandmother Pucker, are joining us to talk confidence. Anna's blog and online presence has resonated with mothers in varying stages of their parenting journey and she's been really open about her path to motherhood which has included good and bad news along the way. She also spearheaded a movement called the Flex Appeal which is a petition to ensure that people in every workplace are entitled to flexible working. She really believes in supporting people who wish to work hard and at the same time maintain a healthy work-life balance. Then there's her mother, Lucia, who shares her tips and advice on being a modern grandmother, whether she's talking to fellow grandmothers or even mothers of children that trust her experience and words of wisdom. She's doing it all with a great sense of humour and possibly a shot of Sambuca to hand. Here they are talking all things life, love and motherhood. It's Anna and Lucia. We are sat, I'm sure you can hear, in a lovely country retreat in the middle of nowhere. We're under a very, very hot sun in a warm greenhouse um, with sheep and birds and all kinds around us. But I'm joined by Anna and Lucia Whitehouse, who have been enjoying the It Cosmetics country retreat with us. We have. So just to kind of give you a bit of background, when I say enjoying the It Country retreat with us... We've basically just had loads of chats for the few days, haven't we? Yeah. I was going to say we've just all been horizontal, but that sounds a bit dodgy. (laughs) (laughs) We've all just been kind of horizontal. And talking, like, it's weird talking to strangers about, like, your fears and worries and things that make you happy. And just immediately, I think there's something about (laughs) being around the nature. I mean, when you live in a city and suddenly you're transported to a bit of grass and a bit of blue sky, you just suddenly go, yeah, actually, this is a bit of a problem. Yeah, I'm not happy about this. Actually, maybe I'm okay with this. And it, it does something. It opens you up, I think. Do you know what? You said the other evening about the power of talking to strangers, and I thought that is so true because there's something about, I think, being in a group, especially when you're in a big group of girls you've not been with before. There's so many things that you're worried about, whether it's like your sister's driving you a bit mad or a boy's annoyed you. But when you get that completely neutral perspective from a stranger, I feel like you end up wanting to tell them the whole thing that you haven't even told all your best mates. Totally. And I think we're so... um disconnected in this kind of world of like instant connection at the moment it just feels everyone's kind of desperately liking commenting connecting whilst disconnecting at the same time well and I I think you do open up more but also from my point of view my age we always used to connect far more than I see the younger generation are able to do now because you know there's so much pressure on younger people 
And they always take the mickey out of me when I'm even in, in standing in the supermarket. I'll talk to the person in front and behind. They say, Mom, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but why not? I mean, if I can, you know, help a lady who's, who can't reach the top shelf. And I say, can I do that for you? You know, I've made that person stay, I hope. We have to be clear that mum's literally like over six foot. <laughs> I like, I look took after dad and like I'm five foot four. So I couldn't help with the top shelf. But it's very helpful being tall you've got to live up to your height mate <laughs> do you know what though Lucia in fairness I feel like when I recap and go home okay what did I get out of this retreat I mean you must be the best person to come to with any problem because you've just got such a a way that everyone wants to tell you their secrets, but a way that I'd walk off and think, yeah, I am going to have that second glass of wine and not worry about it. Or like, yeah, I am feeling a bit chubby today, but I am still throwing that dress on. Yeah, she's... Uh... You've got to throw the dress on. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's so important just to really connect with people. And, and I'm a very practical person. So if someone asks me something or does, I always get on with it, don't I? I don't hang about. I just sort of do it. But it's just in me, you know, and, and I can't see if I can make a difference to a person, I always will try and do that. Always. Yeah, I would say like my sister and I, we talk about mum quite a lot, not behind her back. We don't slag you <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, occasionally when, you know, you send an email with way too many exclamation marks. But um, like the one thing, like I think you have been the most giving person I think I know in my life. Like mum would take off, you know, uh, like on oranges and clementines at school she would take all the white bits off unpeel the clementine Aww. get the segments out and then wrap it in a little uh, kitchen towel chief, yeah. and I sort of get to break time and like the detail of parenting <laughs> the detailed work <laughs> of parenting and then my dad um you know in my lunchbox would draw like he used to call me top cat he would draw, he said to me the other day, because I only just realised Top Cat's a boy. I was like, yeah, everyone knew he was a boy, but he thought Top Cat was a girl. And he used to call me Top Cat. And on a post-it note, he'd do really different kinds of stick cats uh, and say, good luck in netball today. Or oh. So I'd have like these two little, really small reminders of like, that I'm, I'm okay, I'm good, they've got my back. And it's that confidence that... Um, I have been, has been instilled in me in very small things throughout my childhood that makes me incredibly privileged. You know, I, I'm so aware, you know, I'm aware of um, my privilege in terms of my financial situation. The fact that, you know, I uh, am able to exist in a world without feeling discriminated against. Yeah. But really the heart of it has come from my privileges having parents who literally would peel the I don't even know the white stuff on an orange school but we go into that level of detail and I would open that up and feel like yeah I can be me yeah. and I think a lot of people especially my husband whose parents broke up when he was younger and he had a different background I'm learning that um not everyone's instilled with that so you have to find that along the way um and I think from this retreat that's something I've seen my mum sort of chatting to everyone else I'm like family doesn't have to be that 2.4 kids you can reach out to like I've seen my mum talk to you for oh my you gosh, know a couple of hours and just having chats and instilling confidence in that way 
Well, I think I am also quite a strong person. So although I feel very confident within myself, and that's what I was saying a couple of nights ago, you have to have self-belief to be able to be confident. And that's not being cocky or arrogant or certainly not. I think it's very important to show empathy. Mm -hmm. But you can only show empathy if you really are confident in yourself, if you can see actually what's going on around you. I don't know about that. I think everyone can be empathetic. Like I think that's because I think otherwise we'd have a terrible world where everyone who's a bit lacking confidence can't show empathy. I think it's empathy and sympathy. Sympathy is something you um, can simply say, oh, well, you know, at least you can get pregnant or at least you can do this. Whereas empathy sits in the hole with you, even if you're broken yourself. But I think it is important to look at people and see what they need. And there's sometimes as I said, it might be that old lady in the supermarket who can't reach a top shelf. And if I'm there, I'm going to help that person um and i think you do you can you, you can show sympathy and empathy but you still there are a lot of people who aren't confident and who are very shy and aren't willing to go out there i am always willing to go out there i'm i'm a very adventurous person too i'm always looking to do things like getting stuck on i was gonna say you don't need to tell us lucy you've been <laughs> on that bike the whole retreat i've been on that bike and i got <laughs> stuck this morning cycling six miles and got the chain came off about three times and yes, I, but the I'm moral still is you made your way back I, oh I always get back <laughs> <laughs> no definitely do you know what has been lovely though like so from from the outside like we were saying you've got your Instagram page you've got all these things that you see about a person so I would know of Mother Pucker and Grandmother Pucker and, you know, you see this whole movement and one of my good friends actually loves your first book, Parenting the Shit Out of Life. So as soon as I made that connection, I was like, Joey's going to love this. Um, but like, I knew you had a family, you know, oh, yeah, brand we're very going strong. on, yeah. but actually... Uh, completely aside from that it's been really lovely getting to know everyone over the last few days and people have completely different family dynamics between them but you can just really see and feel the warmth of you all get on really well as a family and like we were saying yesterday weren't we Lucia um I know that you were at home with the girls yes yes and my mum was at home with us and that's such a lovely lucky thing to have it's very lucky to your point as well Anna you realize like that is such a lovely privilege that not everyone gets to have and what how amazing that is for molding you I think the thing there though and I think you'd be quite honest with that that there is a element of sacrifice in that as well in that big time you know I think it's not it, I, I don't think we look back through our family upbringing with rose tinted glasses it was tough at times okay. and mum gave up her career to look after us so there was sacrifice but I think Confidence comes from finding a way through the brokenness sometimes. And and I think I would never have imagined the day that my mum got her bus pass that she would become like an Insta- Instagram sensation. <laughs> you know, like you, you just don't see it coming. And I think there was, and I know that there were difficult times with my mum and dad. They've spoken about it in the book that we've just written called Where's My Happy Ending? And I had a long chat with them about um, 
their happiness and they both admitted resentment you know there was resentment of mum having given up a career to look after children not that she didn't love my sister and I but then the world has a weird way of working and now my mum's coming into her career at sort of bus pass time and my dad's career is like winding down so it's a you can't predict where things are going to go and I think as long as you're true to who you are and what your values are and I think mum has always, um, whether it's a stranger in Tesco tin goods aisle trying to get a tin of plum tomatoes off the top shelf, or if it is uh, giving a bosomy hug to me quite recently, you know, when I felt really low, just sweeping you up. Uh, I don't think it necessarily has to be your mum, your dad. I think it it can just be people that you connect with. But Mm. I think that's my fear for my girls is that we're so disconnected that you're struggling to find those people. And I think that's something we've had on this retreat where we've all kind of found our people again a bit. We've looked up, stopped looking down. Um, I think as well... It, it was really lovely. Um, I'd love to ask you in the minute for the benefit of anyone that doesn't know about the book you've got coming up. But I think it's so lovely to think that there's no right or wrong path. So like for you, Lucia, your path has ended at being, you had that moment of pause, you've had the time with the girls and now you've become, you know, someone that's immersed in this whole world yourself and you're on this new journey. And we get so conditioned to think, well, you should be at this stage by now or that stage. Like, for example, for me personally, all my close friends are either in really long term relationships or probably getting married or that kind of thing. I'm just not there, but that's okay. I'm doing my own thing and, you it know. It will happen. you just got to go with flow, really. I mean, you know, who thought I'd become the Instagram on Instagram at my age? <laughs> it's just crazy, really. But it's been wonderful, really. It, it's quite, um, I mean, I, I do have friends who are very pleased for me, but there's also some jealousy involved in some of it. And I've had some issues with my husband on it because he didn't want to know anything about Instagram, although he came on and he's got about 1,200 followers, doesn't he now? Um, 1,201 after this podcast. Thank you very much. (laughs) Shout out to grandfather. Yeah, grandfather Parker. Okay, Um, here we go. But it's, um, it's quite amazing, really, that you can have all these different uh, feelings from how other people perceive you, you know, they, they perceive you to be a person. And then when a change happens to you, you get to know the real friends who really are happy for you and those who are sort of a little bit jealous. And, and I think that's a confidence piece as well, isn't it? Because if you feel good in yourself, you just want to go, oh my God, Lucy, well done. Yeah. What a laugh, good for you. Yeah. Or like Anna Wicked, you know, heard the radio show this week, it was fab. If you're not feeling the best in yourself, it's harder to put that out there. I had a conversation with a group of the girls yesterday and I said, um, for me, it's this dance class I go to that I absolutely love. And the teacher is just incredible. And on Saturday, I was having a bit of a wobble. I'd gone to dance. I just felt amazing afterwards. And I said, thanks so much. Like that really meant a lot to me. And I would just assume everyone has told her because she is, you know, an amazing dancer, looks brilliant. No one had said that to her and she was chuffed, but it just took someone thinking to say it and not assuming that everyone's given this person a bit of praise or reassurance because 
people don't think to do it as much as we probably should. No, and it's so that's the thing with connecting. It can simply be looking at someone um, across from you on the bus. And I think we're just so ingrained in sort of looking down now instead of up. And I think that looking down is such a negative feeling, you know, unless you're really focusing on something positive. But often we are just embroiled in a kind of digital world and we stop seeing people. Um, And I think also like uh, the thing that mum and dad have kind of instilled in my sister and I in terms of kind of confidence has been like... I remember when a girl at school was like, oh my God, like get a haircut. And like, she was, no, no, sorry. I'll start again. She was like, uh, what was the phrase? Oh yeah. It was that, that, that girl, Andrea. I don't remember. <laughs> she was really mean. Shout out to Andrea. <laughs> we've all, we've all had one. <laughs> we've and, all got an Andrea. And uh, yeah, she said, oh, oh my God. Like uh, we were on the French exchange. She goes, oh my God, get a life. And I just remember um, there with my head brace on going get a haircut (laughs) (laughs) and it just came out and I was like I don't know why I said that but it works yeah (laughs) yeah and then she started sort of laughing and I started (laughs) laughing and it was a bit like she was trying to be the mean girl and she wasn't she thought that being the mean girl would give her confidence because she didn't know how to be that she felt the nice girl would be weak Um, that wouldn't and we got to a point then, um, one of our friends, do you remember Katie Leach? Like, shout out to Katie, who's literally amazing. Uh, we didn't get on at all at first. It was such different people. And there was real clashes. And we were put together on a project. By the end of it, like, I was like, we break down all the perceptions, all the things you think you should be. And you just forget it. And you focus on something together with another human. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I was like, I bloody love you. And she was Aww. like, we really love you too. And then she's like, but I've got to keep on the down low because you know, you're the one that wears the head brace. I was like, all right, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'm being a bit unfair there, but um, I think it's that, it's that confidence when you've broken down, which I think social media is a bit to blame for when you've broken down all of the filters of what you think you should be. Like you were saying earlier, like in your group of friends, like there's an element of they're in long-term relationships. There's, there's that sense of, am I doing the wrong thing? And I think confidence at that point comes from quashing that feeling and letting in uh, the things that you've chosen, the decisions you've made and sitting with that really comfortably. Um, And I think it takes a lot to be able to do that sometimes when... But that's true. But I think that again comes about believing in yourself. And, you know, it's a very big world out there. Now, isn't it more important to have a lot of different people? Because it would be boring if we'd all be the same. And I think that's what makes life interesting. Different people, different views, different looks, whatever it is, that's what makes it interesting. If you could bottle it, Lucy, what is it? Like, what is it about you that I could think to myself, I'm going to take these three steps and feel really confident in this group of women? How would you describe, because you are absolutely, to just kind of recap a few things you said earlier, you have such a lovely confidence about you that isn't an arrogance or in any way off-putting, but everybody, I'm looking at all the girls now for an eye nod, but everyone has just not wanted to leave you alone the whole trip, have they? <laughs> I'll have to tell my husband had, that. Like, girls <laughs> round, all having the chats, you've been the star of the show, but what what is it that... 
gives oh, you that God, confidence. What is the secret? I don't know. Um, I, I just have been very, very lucky. I grew up in a really big family. I'm one of eight. Uh, my parents... Uh, you know, they stayed together. Most of my family, my friends, and not many of them have got divorced. I've been surrounded by security. Mm. Never been very rich, um, but I've always made the most of what I have. And I've always worked very hard. I've believed in myself, but never in an arrogant sort of way. But I've never been distracted, even when the girls were little, by how other mums were doing things differently You've got to believe on your instinct. It's your instinct, your self-belief, and just be happy and kind to other people. If you you walk along anywhere on the road and you meet someone and you think, God, they look a bit grumpy, you just smile at them. Nobody can resist a smile, actually. No, it's true. <laughs> it is true. And I think... Um I think also, like, you definitely lost confidence along the way. Like, it's not been, like, this steady flow of um, confidence. And I think it was when you decided to just ditch hair dye. I remember recently, it was only two, three years ago. You're just like, I'm going to go great. And you've never looked better because there's a confidence in who you are, what age you are, where you are. There's no papering over the cracks. Not to say that everybody needs to stop dyeing their hair, but for you, I remember thinking that was quite a big moment of going from uh, I'm hiding something. Actually, no, I'm owning my age. I'm online as a sick, you know, I've got my bus pass. I've downloaded Instagram and I'm here and I'm not going to lie. I'm not great at taking photos we can all say that can't we mum uh there's definite if anyone's got any photographic tips we yeah, definitely take them, them. Yeah. um <laughs> leave them in the comments below thank you leave very much them in the comments below but i think that's part of the charm is that there's it's owning this imperfection and owning who you are and that's i've definitely noticed that in the last few years and so i know when you were researching the new book i'd love to ask you a bit about it actually you interviewed lots of different people, didn't you, with different versions of their happy ever after. Um, did you meet anyone like you, Mum, or was it a real mixture of characters? Like, what was that experience like researching for that? Well, maybe it's over to you for the first chapter, because I interviewed my mum and dad for the first chapter. Because um, just a little bit about the book is yeah. um, my husband and I have gone through the sort of 2.4 kids, white picket fence, mortgage, marriage, jobs. Um, and it's been like a sort of recipe card for what happiness will, there'll be happiness at the end. You're just almost like this carrot at the yeah. end. You're like, I just have to do Follow this. these steps. And <clears throat> I don't know if you find it, it doesn't matter what setup you have. You keep saying the words just, I just need to, I just need to do that. Then I will find this elusive happy ending. A hundred percent. I just need to get there. Just need my own flat. Just need, and there's always a just. And actually I think that's something that we've obviously learned over the last few days. It's no, there's not just, there's a now. Yeah. And you're going to miss the now if you just keep trying to Worrying get to the next that. stage. And that's why we wanted to write this book was to in a time where people feel really fragmented and broken and defensive and reactive and angry and justifiably so uh we wanted to write a book that let people know that um happiness does not look a certain way we wanted yeah. it in black and white um and it went from it was a journey of us 
going out there as husband and wife with this very traditional setup, finding other happy endings. And we came, Matt went and lived with the monks in Mount Athos, the celibate monks in Mount Athos. (laughs) And he was kind of like, how does it work not, you know, doing it and stuff? (laughs) And one of the, one of the monks was like, a lot of wet dreams, just going to (laughs) say. God, okay, that's how you do it. Fine. And he's like, and there was a guy who um, was from California, had like flame tattoos going up his face. And he had a story behind why he'd ended up there. And he'd gone through this life of being a massive rock and roll star and just ended up on Mount Athos because he was like, that wasn't the life I wanted. And he just completely recalibrated and rechanged and changed his journey. And is having the confidence to go, yeah, I can do that, actually. I can take a swerve. I can do a complete U-turn. I'm in control of this journey, not this set recipe card like Matt and I maybe felt. And a lot of people feel that you're failing if you don't follow that. Uh, He went, Matt went to a free love commune in Portugal um, where literally he was like, there's no, nobody's got anything. There's no money. There's no, there's nothing. You you grow lentils and you can sleep with whoever you want to if there's a connection. And there's even a jealousy circle. (laughs) Like when literally the jealousy circle work? <laughs> this is why they break down all the emotions like so the um you know if that it must be yeah. it must be very difficult to have that moment of so if you this and I, how I feel if you and I were going for the same guy and he fancied you and then I was feeling a bit out out of the loop um then we'd sit in the jealousy circle together together with him and I'd just be like I'm feeling a bit sad that you don't want to sleep with me I'm not gonna lie this sounds like a podcast waiting to happen Colby <laughs> let's get them on next week thank you very much um and I think there were heartbreaking moments along the way Matt and I had to question our own relationship a lot in uh that we're not tied to each other you know, we are with each other for companionship. And if that's not working, then we have to be open to the fact that we might move on. And that, in a way, reinvigorates, I think, a relationship where you've taken someone for granted. Um, I think the hardest moment for me was interviewing a um, a woman who has been given three weeks left to live. Mm. And she was there with her husband and her family And she spoke to me about the kind of perspective you get on life when you can see an end point so clearly. Uh, And I was there with her family and her husband and she wanted to talk to me. I hadn't approached her, but she said, I just feel you need this story because this is my story and I want my boys to read my love story. Uh, And she said, and it ain't no love story. She said, I still, even with two weeks left of my life, uh, medically being told that I'm still texting my husband without kisses on the end when he's done something wrong, <laughs> you know, I'm still, which is the code for you're, you're you, so you are in so in trouble. <laughs> and she said, it is not a case of, uh, living each day as it, if it's your last, she said, it's a case of living each day in the now and taking the ugly, the good, the bad, the ugly, and realizing all, all these broken pieces, this, this is the glue that, makes you happy in where you are not chasing this golden goblet that promises so much it's actually having the confidence to sit in the position you're in and 
pulling together all those pieces. Um, and she said, yeah, I call him dickhead still. <laughs> she said, got a few, and she was really upbeat. She was really like, I call him dickhead. He calls me bab. And he said, she's like, that's how, that's it, how it works. How it works. And uh, I think it's that is, is not feeling like that um, perfect ending is the happy ending is actually scooping up all the little bits, all the people, all the strangers you bump into, the sky that you look up at, all these fragments and pull, pulling them together and realising they're yours, they're part of your story um, and it might not look like the person next to you on the bus but it's yours. That's one of the things I think is one of the few advantages in social media. And I agree that I think it can be something that makes us really disconnected and can make us really have a warped vision of what perfection is. But then I love that it gives a platform to someone like you who's going to have frank discussions about parenting or being a grandparent Um and starting to break the mould around what we see as normal. Because I think the minute we abolish the normal, that's when everyone's going to feel welcome. Well, and that's what I was saying earlier on. You have to have that self-belief and instinct that you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that comes from a confident feeling, you know, because it's never worried me what people think of me. I've never gone out to be really offhand to anyone deliberately um but I mean, you have occasionally <laughs> well I mean, it's been for a reason jerry the postman now. doesn't deliver something on time carnage <laughs> <laughs> well if yeah no but i mean the thing is i come from a sort of hard-working ethic family and we've always What's worked fam family right <laughs> hard-working <laughs> an ethic of hard working um but i think if you work hard to achieve whatever you are aiming for and it falls into place eventually it may not be always quite the way you want it but just be happy with what you've got sometimes I think people are striving way too much it's the simple things in life very often that make people the happiest and it doesn't always have to cost a lot of money to do that. Rob Delaney said recently that the currency of love, regardless of whether you're in a relationship or out of a relationship, is time and time spent wisely on those you love. That that is happy. That's happiness. When you start putting your energy into people who are deserving of it, people you want in your life and understanding you don't need to be liked, as mum said, by anyone and everyone um it's like I said to Matt my husband the other day I think I've got about 10 people who don't want me to die <laughs> I think that's good I mean that's a good ratio at 38 I'm happy with that you've made it yeah I'm good do you know so I'm sure there'll be people listening that think wow like these two have such an amazing setup that there's so many great things that you do and have like I know we discussed it yesterday, Anna, but the likes of the Flex Appeal that you've set up, which is just the most amazing initiative and it's bringing so much good to so many other people. You would look and think you must be the most confident person in the world. What would you say if someone was thinking, I'm really not feeling very confident today, what is your top tip for them or is there a mindset that you put yourself in before you do a really big work project or something like that how can someone listening feel a bit more confident if that's not what they're feeling at the moment 
I think we're now in a world where you can be quite open about how you are feeling. Flex appeal is to fight for like effective, flexible working uh, in the working world. So allowing, I did a post this morning, it's about uh, allowing the people that run your business to see their people. That's good for business. Um, allowing people to connect with people in their lives, whether it's a guy who enjoys like watching grand designs and feeding his grasshopper Terence, uh, you know, on a lunch break, whether it's um, mates who want to go for a, like catch the four ninety nine beer and a burger down Weatherspoons and it finishes at seven. My kind of people. Yeah, <laughs> my people. Whether it's like, uh, you know, my sister who just wants to see more of her wife. Um, it's, allowing people to live and work and uh that's really what we're sort of fighting for and I, I have moments where I just can't get out of bed and my mum has known this like I have struggled with postnatal depression I um have gone on shoots smiling and behind the scenes have been crumbling and um I have felt quite sort of alone in what I'm doing because I haven't had the words to explain how I'm feeling. And I think that can be all consuming. And coming back to your question, uh, the things that I have done have been being very honest about that. And I wrote a post recently about bringing your femininity to work, not simply fitting into a masculine environment. And that I'm a bit more emotional. I feel things more. That's not a weakness. Uh, that's who I am. That's a lot of my friends, how they are. And it's not about, you know, turning up to a meeting and sort of bawling in front of everyone and going, let's have a jealousy circle. Uh, <laughs> that would be an awkward thing with the MD of a company that you're pitching to. But I think uh, you there's a, there's a softness to how I am. And I think my issues came from trying to be harder and I'm not a hard person and the confidence comes from being a softer person. But I think the thing that helped in, if you're going into a meeting, for example, feeling like you're lacking complete confidence is having little placeholders in the, in the meeting. So if someone's uh, very hard and strong in a meeting and you're a softer person who's maybe not feeling confident, you can gently interrupt and then apologize. Sorry, sorry. And then they know that you're the next to speak. So there's like a little moment of confusion but that hard person will keep going because they've got their point but they know everyone in the room knows you're next um and it can be a very simple like oh okay sorry no you carry on uh and I found that has helped me in big meetings where then I have time to take breath I know I'm going to speak next I know I'm going to do it in my way it's not going to be hard it's not going to be demanding it's going to be thought out and in a way that feels right for me and that's not being weak that's simply being who you are and I think those little things within big meetings where you can feel completely railroaded by a meeting and feel completely out of your depth but it's simply little reminders you're there in a different way to other people but you're there and you will speak and um, you're important and you're important and you're worthy of being in that room but you're not going to shout over people to do it you're just simply going to nudge in there going hi I'm here um so that's one thing that's really helped definitely 
Yeah, and don't forget you're there. <laughs> um, you know, I, my tips really on being confident, I think when you have a really strength of family feeling behind you, I know there are a lot of people who have my back, you know, from having grown up in a big family. You know, we've been married for 47 years this year, another gold medal, girls. <laughs> I'm dripping in them. Um, you know, I think that gives you confidence, obviously, I just always am happy in who I am. I think I'm tall, you know, I don't fit the mold, really. I'm, I'm standing out always. But I've never worried about it. I, we, I go to a particular shop in London for tall girls, and uh, they had a T-shirt that I used to love, and it says, live up to your height. And I think that's such a boost. <laughs> it's such a boost, isn't it? Um, so I think I am a very confident person, but I don't quite know how to explain it. No. No, but I think that's right. But family, I think, is something that doesn't need to be the family you had. Well, you know, that safety. It's simply family needs to be redefined um, yeah. as your people. And I think that's where I get frustrated with this sense of, like, mummies wanting flexible working to see their babies. No, it's it you to wanting to see your friends yes. and connect with another human outside of work. Yeah. It shouldn't be pinned to mother's shoulders. It shouldn't be pinned to family in the traditional sense. Family is people. Yeah. And a company that truly wants to grow and do well puts people at the heart of their business. And that's really coming back to the Flex Appeal campaign. It's not, you know, we're lobbying government at the moment. We've just, um, we're trying to change the law around flexible working. So we launched that yesterday. It's a campaign called Flex for All. Uh, so it's to get away from the fact that people see this as a parental thing. And we want to hear the stories of why different people need flexibility. Yeah. It is down to the woman I interviewed who had has two weeks to live and her husband needs to be with her of you know it's real life stuff it's a it's somebody who's caring responsibilities for her mother who has alzheimer's and her mother needs to have cottage pie with her on a friday at 5 yeah. p.m otherwise she really becomes like disoriented, dis disorientated and so I think it's it's looking at the human side of business. That's what we're trying to fight for. And that's something my mum, the privilege I've had is the incredibly secure family I have. But the feel I feeling I, I get from that is that I can pay that forward to other people to try and give them the security in their working and living, regardless of what their family looks like or who they are. And it could just be yourself. My friend Catherine can't stand children, doesn't want a husband. <laughs> and she is the most fabulous woman I know. And her love, love affair with the V&A is ah. something else. So it's really giving people the space to be with their people, even if that is just themselves. I'm not going to say just, because that's the word we said not to use. But And I think actually... In giving everyone that, I was going to say flexibility, I know that's really cheesy, but it's true. In giving everyone that flexibility, if that makes that person feel better in themselves and reinstills that confidence, they're going to perform better. Everything It will have yeah. a complete domino effect. You know, you enjoy your personal relationships more. Yeah. You, th you work so harder. There's so much good that comes from it, of course. And there's, I think the small case study is Pursuit Marketing in Glasgow, um, they went down to a four-day week for all of their staff. And uh, within six months, 
productivity was up 30%. They doubled turnover in a year. And it was because they said, guys, we're all going down to a four-day week. We've told all the clients this is happening, but you need to sort it out amongst yourselves how you make this work. So they empowered their workforce to go, oh God, okay, well, I'm on yeah, this. Well, yeah, I mean, work. I want a four-day I want a four day week. I'll make this work. The productivity went through the roof. But also when you do have a sort of, if you give staff the flexible, uh, flexible sort of attitude, really, you know, you're just going to be grateful for that job. You're going to work much harder. Productivity goes up. But also, I mean, isn't it some amazing um, amount of money that people would increase by companies doing this flexible working. So it's crazy not to do it. And you think it's archaic not to do it, really. Why it hasn't happened. Do you remember the song? How did the song go? What song? Talk about, Talk about flexibility. When you're on the... P-A-Y. P-A-Y. I mean, I haven't done flash mobbing for one, two Just years. All the things. things, all the bad things in Podzi. <laughs> oh, God, it's terrible. My memory's going down the drain. <laughs> but, I mean, can you imagine me flash mobbing in Trafalgar Square? To be honest, Lucy, I was almost yes, saying flash dance this weekend. <laughs> yeah. That's no surprise to me at all. I've got, to, I've got to show you the picture where I'm jumping up in the air. It really is quite amazing. Oh. Well, I want to whisk us now to our last activity of the trip, which is a confidence instilling breakfast. Quite frankly, I'm not sure whether I should be hosting this or it should be you two, but we're going to crack on. <laughs> um, but it's been so lovely just having the time with you here, having the chat today. And I just think one of the things I think you've really bought and I'd say a big thank you for is... I find personally, the minute someone is open with me, it makes me feel like I can be open with them. And when you're in a big group of strangers and you're hoping everyone's going to get to know each other and chat, I think you've both just done that from the get-go and it's had the loveliest knock-on effect but on I everyone. I think you get that out of people, to be honest. The minute we arrived, I was like, this is, this is my girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in all cards on the on the table. I'm out here on a really like um, product level. Yes, uh, yes, with the products. The, the one with the rose tint in it. <gasps> confidence the, in a rosy the confidence tone. Confidence in morning? a rosy tone has changed. I mean, you know, I know we've talked about a lot of emotional subjects. It's changed my life. <laughs> Yeah. And the Forget under all eye. That. It's all about that turbo moisturizer. Yeah, the under eye. I haven't got it on now, but my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having us. No, it's, it's been, been so it's lovely. been emotional. It has been emotional, <laughs> and now I think we've all earned a nice celebratory breakfast. Definitely. So on Thank that you. note, Thank we you very much, Ruth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and if you liked this episode please subscribe and leave a review you can find us on social media at it cosmetics on facebook it cosmetics uki on instagram and discover more interviews like this at itcosmetics.co.uk. thank you for joining us we'll talk to you soon